the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Oh, yes, you are. And I'm so glad that you stayed with us because we have Lisa Boucher here today. She's a registered nurse, a psychiatric nurse as well, and she has been recovered sober for 33 years. She has a new book out. It's called Pray, Trust, Ride. Welcome back to the show, Lisa. Thank you, Jennifer. I've really enjoyed you. I So I see you grew up Catholic, but you became, you had a personal relationship with God uh, during your formative years, and it was only uh, after you got sober that you really had your own spiritual journey. I love in your statement of faith how you believe in Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, and his son Jesus, who walked the earth, uh, and the helper, the Holy Spirit, to teach us all things. How do you tell us more just about your daily life with God and how you uh, experience him and share him with others, um, what all he's done for you? Well, I think God has completely changed me. I look back at the person I used to be, and honestly, I don't recognize her. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I mean, God has changed my perspective, my thinking, my actions, my words, like everything about Mm. me has changed. And and obviously, you know, for the better, um, being raised Catholic, I don't feel I had that really strong connection. And then there was a period in my life for about 10 years where I started to explore other religions and you know, got off on some woo-woo trips with, you know, Mm -hmm. metaphysical type stuff. And then I worked my way back to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's That's where I've landed and that's where I am now. But, you know, I I really do encourage people to take that faith walk and explore because sometimes people, you know, religion is Mm man-made. Jesus went around preaching the gospel the Bible is real, I do believe. And so what is in the Bible is what I try to do. I'm getting, um, you know, I've had some really periods in my life within my marriage, within where it's just really low periods. And that's where I've noticed, you know, we do tend to cling on to God when things are bad more than when they're good. And so I think I've been given this awareness lately that, we need to cling just as tightly when things are good. Oh, absolutely. I, I, You know, you talk about control in your book. You talk about how King Jos, Jehoshaphat, you know, he was boxed in uh, by his enemy and he had to learn to let to lean on God and just to let go. And how this has been a real guiding principle in your life is surrendering control to God. Talk to us about control and how we can really release control to the Lord. I think we live in a world where everyone is so anxious, they want to micromanage everything. And so I 
anxiety lives in the future. Mm-hmm. It's not, if we can learn to bloom where we're planted, you know, look at your feet, you're here right now, right now, here and now, everything is okay. That helps to alleviate that need to micromanage and control. And I think people control because their fear is fear. And, and God does not give us a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. He talks about that in Timothy. You know, we, he gives us courage and bravery. And so when I'm in fear, I immediately go, you know, that is the enemy. That is the devil that wants me to be in fear. And that's why people are using substances and things because there's all this fear and anxiety. That is not of God. And I don't want to live that way anymore. So I try to make a spiritual connection with God in the morning. I pray all during the day, you know, in my head. If I get time, I'll sit down and read a little bit in the Bible. I try to make that a much bigger part of my day than the fear because, you know, we're human and fear does creep in, especially with our kids, with my grown kids. You know, they they can take me down a dark path mentally where, you know, I worry in that, and I don't want to stay stuck in that, though. Like, I can go there, but we don't have to stay stuck there. So I think letting go, the only way to really let go and have peace is to really believe and get firm in your faith that there is a God who's way bigger than we are and who will help us if we ask him. Was there ever a point where you said, God, I can't overcome this drinking or this addiction without your help? Like, I I can't do this on my own. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that was when it changed, Mm. realizing, you know, I remember having a moment of surrender because I was sober like three months, but fighting it every step of the way. And then I had a one-day relapse. And then the next day... I had that moment of complete surrender Mm. where it was like, okay, God, Mm. I truly am done. I don't want to live like this. This alcohol is not going to ever be, you know, I'm not ever going to be successful at drinking. It's just going to either, it's not like I did not drink every day when I quit. I didn't, um, there were many times where I could have two drinks and walk out of the bar and that was the end of it. So You know, it was not this stereotypical picture that people think of when they think Mm -hmm. of an alcoholic. But I do want people to understand, maybe you do that, but maybe there are times where you only meant to have two drinks and you end up drunk. Mm -hmm. So that is a huge red flag. And so I had to get to that point where I was honest about, okay, this doesn't feel normal And then when I was ready, I truly surrendered to God Mm -hmm. and just said, I'm done. I do. I need your help. And you've got to take this. And it wasn't like it was immediately gone, but I got busy doing other actions. I started going to meetings. I started listening to people who said, do this. You know, I want you to journal. I want you to do this. And, And so I started listening to them because I thought, well, they're getting well and they're happy and I'm still sitting here miserable. So maybe I should listen. Was and it an, was it instant or was it a process? Like, did you go it cold turkey? Process. Okay. Yeah. It's a total, it absolutely is a process. But the beginning of that process starts with a little bit of humility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's another word we don't hear a lot in our vocabulary that people want to be self-sufficient sure. and, you know, we need to humble ourselves that 
we are just, you know, I remember traveling to Sicily once by myself, and I was in Santa Flavia, this teeny little town where no tourists are. And talk about feeling small and insignificant. Nobody spoke English. And I had to rely on God. It's my travel companion. And I love that. And I thought, you know what? This is what it is. Like, we are so insignificant, but we don't realize that till you get out of your comfort zone. When I was in that foreign country where nobody spoke English, I realized that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that really helped put it into perspective. Like, you know, we all are significant in our lives and in our families and that. But from that God's perspective, you know, we all need him because he's so much more powerful than we are. And, and life is just gets too hard without some sort of God in it, I think. I think it would be unbearable. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think, you know, we, we have just a, two minutes left, but someone that would be listening and they say, okay, I, I'm motivated now, you know, Lisa, I'm going to, I'm going to say my, I'm going to say my surrender prayer and I want to get free, but is there any help from the Lord to unravel the family, the family system or the family mess that I made? I mean, you, you talked about your mother was an alcoholic. How has God healed and worked in the relationships, because just because you physically stop drinking, you you have all this uh, enabling and peacemaking and and all that in the system. Does that make sense? It does, Jennifer. And you know, God gives; He will put people in your life to help you. Because I don't think it's. I mean, unless it's. I think He gave us the miracle of a twelve-step program. He gave us the miracle of people that can recognize that codependency and here again though people that you know i see it if we have an, I have a neighbor right now where he will not cut his grown daughter off and she's dying mm. with alcohol but financially is he's enabled her mm. and it's killing her and so you see parents doing this all the time enabling their children financially because they they feel like oh this will help them that parent has to be has to get sick and tired of themselves to where they say, you know what, my child has been drinking for 25 years and all of my help didn't help. Yes. So now we got to do something different. Mm-hmm. And until they are ready to do something different, there isn't going to be healing. Uh. You know, but we can invite God into that situation and say, God, show me my part. Oh, absolutely. And when a parent can see their part, Maybe their part was enabling for 25 years, for Mm. 10 years, whatever. That's when families heal is when you break those destructive patterns, whatever your pattern may have been that is creating the dysfunction and enabling the dysfunction to continue. Oh, well, thank you, Lisa Boucher, for being with us today. If you want to know more about her, go to lisaboucherauthor.com. She has a new book out. It's called Pray, Trust, Ride. She's an award-winning author, and this is Lessons in Surrender from a Cowgirl and a King. How wonderful. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you have been listening to Simply for Women. Why don't we say a quick prayer? Maybe that's you today, and this has been a tough conversation. God, we come to you, and we release our lives, our addictions. God, we say, we need your help. We need your help right now. Would you come in and set us free from alcohol or anything else that would keep us from your very best? We love you, Lord, and we need you in Jesus' name. 
Well, I'm Jennifer. Amen. (laughs) I'm so glad you listened today. Thank you. Go to jennifer-jackson.org. You've been listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.